Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Only Football. This one's going to be a bit different. Shooting live for the first time downstairs. Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be a whole new experience. No lag, fresh facts coming <laughs> at you. So we're going to talk about the NFL draft to get started. Uh, draft just happened, wrapped up Sunday. Um, we're going to talk about winners, losers, and of course, how we feel about our teams and how they did. So how did the Bears do? All right. So the Bears, I think, had a great draft. They went in there with six picks. Ryan Poles turned those six picks into 11. Um, I don't think they picked – they didn't pick in the first round and they didn't pick in the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. The first pick they had, Kyler Gordon, cornerback. Love the pick. Didn't didn't allow a touchdown pass in his 18 career starts. He's versatile, comfortable playing on the inside and the outside. And the good thing about him is that he could be an immediate starter from what, you know, is said from, from his, like, report, right? Um, the next pick, Jaquan Brisker, safety. I – I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping I was really nice. hoping <laughs> I was really hoping they would go wide receiver, but I'm not angry at the pick. It's a safety. We need to the the secondary in general from the defense was terrible for the Bears. The only good one on the secondary is Jalen Johnson, and behind him you have Eddie Jackson who has been completely bad, you know, the last 2-3 years, pretty much after they gave him the extension. After they gave him his money, Whatever it is, what it is. So they drafted a safety, another guy who can possibly be a starter. Then with their third pick, they went Vilas Jones Jr., the only wide receiver they picked in this draft. I'm not totally mad. Um, he is envisioned by the Bears uh, to be used in a variety of ways in the offense. So it is what it is with that. You know, like Cordero, Cordero Patterson, they yeah. want to use him. Almost like a Debo, I feel like. Uh, we're going to definitely get to him next uh, or later on in the show. But uh, I like it. He's fast. He uh, he can return kicks, that's for sure. He was, I think, one of the top uh, special fun, team guys. Fun and kick. I think so, the yeah. The Broncos got one of those two. Oh, did they? Yeah, they got him in the, like, the sixth round. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there you go. Just like strictly just a punt returner. Yeah. But they, he's nasty. And I mean, usually when, when guys, you know, when teams draft like all these players, it's like, all right, well, even if he doesn't start, we can start him in special teams, right? Like, he can absolutely go down on kick return, kick kickoffs and, you know. Immediate impact. Yeah, immediate impact. So I like that pick. Um, then they went tackle Braxton Jones, defensive end Dominique Robinson, and then they went uh, Zachary Thomas tackle. Treston Ebner at running back, which I was kind of surprised about. Now, the Bears have um, – God, I could uh, – why do the names always escape me at the worst yeah. possible fucking times? Um, T- uh, was it Ty Montgomery? No, 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 no. They're running backs. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Cool. Anyway, Khalil Herbert is their secondary, but they – like, There's can't. like a third death. No, I got to look this up real quick. It's going to <laughs> fucking bother me. Uh, Bears running back is going to be motherfucking – come on, you stupid phone. All right, well, I got to look it up. But anyway, we... I'll uh, look it up. David you, Montgomery. You, David Montgomery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I said Ty Montgomery. Yeah, you said Ty I, Montgomery. I should have just yeah, yeah. gone off the Montgomery. But anyway, they have David Montgomery. They have Khalil Herbert, who showed last year that if you put him in to start, he's going to be effective. Um, I feel like going running back was a little questionable, and I think they could have used it maybe on another wide receiver. But this also begs the question for the Bears and Ryan Poles, who is not scared to make any moves on any, like, fan favorites, Khalil Mack trade, for example, Yeah. Um, that maybe it's Montgomery's time to go. 
Maybe they're going to trade him sometime during the season, something like that, right? So while it was still somewhat of a questionable move, I feel like for me, um, you still have Khalil Herbert there, and running backs nowadays are a dime a dozen. You don't have to pay running backs. Running backs are getting paid, but you don't have to necessarily pay them. So I feel like they could have gone, could have gone wide receiver on this one, but Ryan Poles is Ryan Poles. We have to kind of trust him as Bears fans to do what he's going to do and to hopefully, you know, start a great team from here on out. How, how long has he been the GM? He literally just, this is his first draft. Okay. So they literally I, I think just like, signed him over the offseason. I mean, the Broncos got George Patton and... He's been there for a couple of years, right? This is his second year. Mm-hmm. So as far as getting a new GM, like from a fan's point of view, it's really important how they do on their first draft, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like... It, it's like kind of a make it or break it. If you bring in a new GM and have a shitty draft, it's just, it's a terrible look. So like George Patton, on the contrary, had an outstanding draft mm-hmm. last year with Jerry Judy mm-hmm. and... Sertan. Uh, yeah, Sertan and people that came in and just made a difference right away. Or not Jerry Judy, that was the year before. But mm-hmm. they got players that came in, I think five of their seven seven picks like started throughout the year yeah which is what you want to see and they got better as this the season went on and now you know everybody just kind of trusts this guy to like make the right picks and and i'm hoping that's that's what's going to happen with ryan poles because again he went in with six picks turned it into 11 and got a lot of good uh players out of this he got four uh linemen Four offensive linemen. He got a two safeties, a free safety and a safety, and he got a punter to you know make up for Pat O'Donnell, who left to the Green Bay Packers. Fuck them. But you know, <laughs> he he got one wide receiver, and I was talking with Jack and with our our guest Eric on uh, Big League Chicago just the other day, and with all of the picks that he's gotten, again from six to eleven, I'm I'm giving the the Bears a B because. And I don't want to go B plus. I don't want to go A because I feel like they could have gotten another wide receiver. But again, they bolstered the line, which Justin Fields is going to need. They bolstered the secondary, which is going to only make um, everybody else better on that defense. Who that is kind of on the younger side, a little bit more inexperienced. I feel like. Yeah. So again, he got a cornerback who's probably going to start off the bat next to Jalen Johnson, around the opposite side of J- Jalen Johnson, going to make an immediate impact. So I think that's going to be. A good, a good addition. And again, all the offensive linemen that he drafted, he got a punter, which is good, I guess. You know, it's always nice to, to get a, a punter, really, for the future. Who's that guy that got drafted and they were calling him, like, the punt god? He got picked in, like, the oh, fifth round. yeah. The, the Bills picked did him. Did the Bills get him? Yeah, the Bills, the Bills did get him. him. Yeah. Pat McAfee was saying on his podcast, because he has a, a really great podcast, and he was uh, used to be a kicker and punter. A lot mm-hmm. of people know him for like doing like crazy, crazy hits. Crazy hits on players. <laughs> yeah. One time he hit Deontay Spencer. They were playing the Broncos. Deontay Spencer was returning a punt, and he was about to go to the house, and all of a sudden, <laughs> his feet like went straight up in the air, and his helmet <laughs> and knocked off. And we were like, "Who was that?" And then Pat McAfee comes up, and you're just like, "That was the punt. That was the kicker." There's that's the like. I feel like that's the highlight for Pat McAfee. No matter no, yeah, where yeah. you go, you just were a punter. Goal, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's but, why even uh, some of their onside kicks, they would run with him. They would set up like a regular kick mm-hmm. formation, and then he would kick it in the front, and then he would just run up because he was such a tough 
tough dude that he didn't even care. Like people would run he, up and you would just dive into the pile. Wasn't wasn't he the one that kicked it like right in the middle? That's what I'm talking and he's about. He's the one that got it. Yeah, right, yeah, right away. Right. Okay. That was the first onside kick recovered that season. That was a by bad kicker, year for probably. Yeah. Oh, probably ever by <laughs> yeah, a kicker. Yeah. But, so um, so um, B. Yeah, I'm going B with the, for the bear, B for Bears um, with this one. I again, I feel like they could have gotten another wide receiver, but Ryan Poles did a lot of good for the defense and a lot of good for the offensive line. Which uh, the offensive line is already, I think, pretty solid. And adding these new guys to make sh- to kind of do to kind of be a backup to the guys now, if they're that bad, you know, they're a good backup. They learn from them this upcoming season. Start maybe next year, and that's what happens. And Again, for his first draft, B, absolutely. And 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 I think it's going to continue to be pretty good for him. Um, look for uh, possibly, uh, 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 God, what's his name? Quentin, Quentin the, our, our end, our, our edge okay. rusher? Robert Quinn, sorry. Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn to possibly get traded this in the season, though, for maybe either picks for next year or to clear more cap space yeah. for next year. Surprised that they didn't, if they were going to make that move, to not trade him for picks during the draft. Well, you yeah, saw some players do that. That's true. And we'll talk about that later. But And I had said, I don't know, I feel like I remember telling you this, like I thought they were going to trade Montgomery. I feel like it would have been a better move to trade Robert Quinn with the value that he had last year, breaking the Bears' single-season record for sacks. I feel like it would have been a good time, like you said. Yeah. Trade him this time for more picks. But again, he got five more picks than well, he came is in. He? he is probably is he like, 32. He's in his 30s. So yeah. it's like, you think his value will probably not be this he's, high very much longer, or he's just breaking out late? He had a great season with Dallas. I think he had like double digit 20 sacks, maybe. In Dallas, if I, if I recall correctly, he had the 18 with the Bears. And, you know, uh, I don't know if – I don't think he's he's having a surge, a secondary surge in his career. Nice. I think uh, I think it's – his value is high, and they should trade him as soon as possible for um, – I, I do like him, though. Obviously, after having a shitty half season when they got him, but he had a really good year last year. <clears throat> and – I don't know. I think they should trade him for, for value. I think they should get more draft picks or at least some more uh, cap space. But, again, like I said, Bears of the B. Uh, what about your uh, – B Broncos? <laughs> how about your B Broncos? I got two grades for the Broncos. The first grade is just the players that they picked. And then the second grade is the reason they didn't pick in a first round so we can include where that first round pick went. <laughs> Essentially, the Broncos used their ninth pick in the 2022 draft to – get Russell Wilson. And if you're going to ask me to grade that, keeping that into consideration with the rest of the picks, it's an A++++. My uh, God, so we many pluses. Had, we <laughs> haven't had a quarterback fill the role of Peyton Manning since he retired. And that, you know, the quarterback carousel. So to be off of that, you know, I would have given him next year's first round for that. And yeah. to think we only gave him one is kind of you know in hindsight it's kind of amazing that they took that so mm-hmm. um we did use our first round so when i think of the broncos draft outside of russell wilson i still give him a b plus we got a lot of value in this pick everybody that i saw that we picked so i'll go through it really quick mm-hmm. but uh nick benito like we picked at 64 mm-hmm. and he was ranked so benito ranked 44th so he was supposed to get picked 44th he got picked twenty. 
So these are players that were ranked higher and just slid back. So George Patton, when he was talking about the draft leading up to it, he was like, you can never have too many cornerbacks and you can never have too many edge rushers. Because mm -hmm. they're like, why do you always talk about cornerbacks and edge rushers? And um, according to him, you just can't have enough of them, like in this league. They're too valuable. So they picked Nick Benito with, an, you know, with a late second-round pick, and he was still available. That was surprising to me. Um, not the fact that they picked him, that he was available there. So I, I was totally on board with that pick. Uh, Nick Benito was an edge rusher out of Oklahoma. And the Broncos, I don't know about other franchises. I know there's franchises that talk about it, but then there's franchises that obviously don't, like the Saints, and yeah, that yeah. draft players because of the person they are in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And I know with the Broncos, this has been a trend that they get guys on purpose that are good for the locker room. They ended up getting a guy uh, in the sixth round, Matt Henningsen, who went to school to like be a, like an electrical engineer. And he's like a freaking genius, never got a B like on any grade, you know, Jesus. his teachers. <laughs> They said he would like come to class at 6 a.m. and he wouldn't get back to his dorm until 10 p.m. Because if he wasn't working in the classroom, he was, you know, working on the football field. Mm -hmm. So just like these guys that are so good for a locker room, you see them in interviews and like the way they carry themselves. They just seem like they're so mature and so ready to take on these roles. Um, and that's kind of like what makes these players better is that they they hold each other accountable because of the people they are so mm -hmm. i love the broncos draft every year because i get to see about these players like dalton reisner he has a foundation called rise up and he takes care of like kids that are disabled and stuff like that like you learn about more than just the player there on the field you get to learn about their contributions off the field and you feel honored as a fan that this player is going to be wearing a broncos helmet so enough with that soap opera. <laughs> Round three, they got Greg. I love it. I love it. I fucking love it. Round three, they got Greg Dulcich, who has the nicest hair in the NFL right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Dude, Google a picture right now. Greg, Greg Dulcich. It's Greg spelled D-U-L-C-I-C-H, but it's pronounced Dulcich. D-U-L-C-I-C-H. Oh, there it is. UCLA tight end. Oh my god! Just beautiful That's hair. That's beautiful hair. It's I flowing. Know. He's gonna be the new Palomalu with the head and shoulders. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely will be. Hopefully, he's good enough to get an endorsement. But so this was <laughs> this was a huge pick because this is a tight end. Yeah. He was ranked on everyone's board. Uh, for most people's board, he was ranked the the second or third best tight end in this draft. The Broncos get him in the third round after trading Noah Fant, Noah Fant. in that package deal. So looking for him to take over for Noah Fant. Mm -hmm. Then we go into the... So first two picks are like, okay, that's a need. And then you just got... It seems like round two, they were like, let's get the best football player available. And yeah. then round three, they were like, okay, let's fill a huge need. And they still got a really good football player. And then round four, they went to Mari Mathis, who's a cornerback out of Pittsburgh. Like, they go cornerback every draft. They'll like... Every draft, it seems like they take at least two. And they're just... They're willing to throw. They're willing to take that risk as long as one of them, you know, is going to be good. So they took Damari Mathis. I liked him a lot. Then they took a defensive tackle out of Iowa. Going into the fifth round, mm -hmm. they took Delarian Turner Yell, who is a safety. Uh, he was also at Oklahoma with Nick Benito. Um, 
I love that pick. Um, they just re-signed Kareem Jackson to a one-year deal, so I'm looking for Delarian Turnal Yell to probably um, not necessarily fill that role because in the last draft, I forgot who it was, um, but there's a there's a person already filling that role. I'm Caden uh, Stearns <laughs> from Texas, who was kind of a plug-and-play last year. And he was actually doing kind of better than Kareem Jackson. And that's why I thought Kareem Jackson wouldn't get signed. But I guess they're trying to help Caden Stearns get to that next level. And then I think eventually this pick would back up Caden Stearns. So this is just futurity things, mm -hmm. you know, going mm -hmm. on. And then Montrell Washington, wide receiver from Sanford. This dude, I, I never heard about this guy before. And <laughs> to be honest, like, most of us don't know any of these players. Like, and, and to be fair, like you said it last episode, like, we are not huge on the draft. We don't watch college football, I feel like, as much as, like, some people. So we really just kind of go off either highlight tapes or, like, what is said about them during the draft. Yeah. So, you know, Montreal, Washington, I was uh, driving and uh, this pick happened. I was watching it on my phone. So I pulled it up on YouTube, mm -hmm. and specifically his highlights against Florida, mm -hmm. who would have been their toughest opponent. This is Samford. Dude was going off. Like, he was returning kicks and punts. I think he returned two of them. And it wasn't just the fact that he returned. It was the way he did it, like his vision, his patience, his, yeah. like, making people miss. And they, uh, I was watching an interview the day after this pick, Mm -hmm. And you know you never want to draft a rookie and tell them that they got the starting job before they show up at your facility. True. Because you want them to work. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But they and George Patton accidentally said they were like <laughs> <laughs> they caught him off guard because they were like talking about something else and then they were switching subjects and they went, Mantra Washington returning kicks for you guys? And he goes, Yes. Well, he's got to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh what's his face with uh Darnold starting quarterback or was it Darnold? Uh He's like, is this guy your starting quarterback? Yes, he will start. Oh, and then yeah, he came yeah, back yeah. and he's like, I shouldn't have said that. I don't remember who it was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing the same thing right now with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. But mm. um, they were like, yeah, Geno Smith's our starter right now. I'm like, shut up. No, he's not. <laughs> we all know he's not. Come on, stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm looking to, to see him return kicks, you know, next year, which is fun. Like, that's... That's a position you can get excited about. You yeah. see your new rookie yep. back there, week one, you know, under the lights, and he, you're like, let's see what this dude's made out of it. Or Talk hitting people on the kick return or, or on the kickoff. Right? Yeah. But, like, to be able to, like, analyze a position, like, just one position, I don't mm -hmm. think you get a better opportunity than a punt returner mm -hmm. because it's like he's literally back there by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can judge their decisions to fair catch it. Did he have room? How close were they? Yeah, they I mean, touchback? like there's so much you can analyze in a player by just watching him return kicks. So yeah, I'm really As a Bears excited. fan. I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> With I don't know who it was. I forgot who it was, but they kept free uh, on punts. They would not return a punt, and they got he got kicked out after like four games. So I'm like, that's I, oh, I remember punting to <laughs> Devin Hester in one game, and you guys yeah. returned a punt. And then I was like, stop kicking it to him. And they, threw, they kicked it to him again. He returned another <laughs> returned punt. It, yeah. And I, I was so pissed Jake off. Jake Eller was still on the team at that time, right? Was he? Yeah. yeah. I think I think we beat you in overtime in that game. All right. But anyway, uh, yeah. uh, just to wrap it up. So then they went uh, Matt Henningsen, who's a defensive tackle from Wisconsin. This is that dude I was telling you about. And then they went Fion Hicks from Wisconsin. 
Big, cornerback? Yeah, so they got a couple dudes from Wisconsin, which I thought was like, did Russell Wilson make these picks? or like? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, I give it a B. Like, It's not going to have that flashy, sexy pick because mm-hmm. there's no first round. But if there was a first round and you had you know, one of those top nine guys that were in this draft available and you know we would have picked one of them this would have been like holy shit the broncos hit so you know just knowing that you know that first pick went to russ i think our teams like beyond this season we're preparing to work this is like setting up a dynasty yeah you're not drafting because you need people to come in right now you're like already planning hey this guy's got three years left who's replacing him I love this. This mm-hmm. makes me feel safe as a Broncos fan that we're not going to be good next year and the year after that. But we're trying to establish long-term success, you know, success here. Yeah. And I think that's what they did here with this pick. That's what you should do in the draft. So I'm going to give them a B plus. Oh, okay. B plus for the Broncos. There you go. All right. So now let's, you know, we talked about our teams, uh, the Bears and Broncos. Let's move on to who we thought was a winner and who we thought was a loser, and they coincidentally are in the same division. So do you want to go over loser or winner first? I want to talk about the winner. All right, let's talk about the winner. New York Jets. New York Jets won the draft. Absolutely. They had they, three first-round picks. Yeah, they traded up. They, yeah. they, they had two, I guess, and then they traded up into the third, which was crazy because they had they already picked Sauce Gardner, who is the best – most polished cornerback. There's mm-hmm. always it's like every year, you know, there's one cornerback or usually two that yeah, are like gonna time. come in and be great. Like last year it was um the guy that went to Carolina. Um uh, I'm not sure. Man, he was like talked about like crazy. And Patrick Sertan. And both of them like came in and made a big impact. This year it was Sauce Gardner. Yep. And there was, you know, one other. So to get Sauce Gardner at number four that was that was a, an amazing pick. And you can't. You, that's a great pick because he's gonna bring kind of. He has a winning attitude, so you're gonna bring that to a franchise that's kind of used to losing. Uh, you know, I, I just think. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being yeah. honest. Like it's yeah. the Jets. Like what do they know about winning? Absolutely nothing. You know, absolutely nothing. They haven't lost since. They haven't won since what? Uh, Joe Mon- Jeez, Joe. No. Uh, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh my god you're it counts. right it does count you're right <laughs> brett Favre too <laughs> brett Favre. people well, forget brett Favre is a jet i know it's so weird people forget that mark sanchez won a went like to this to the second round of the playoffs yeah, with like the jets twice. yeah twice it's yeah. ridiculous and then that, they remember him for the butt fumble <laughs> so that such a jets move <laughs> so they get sauce gardner and then they turn around at 10 and get Garrett Wilson, who's the, the best wide receiver in the draft. So well, now they got... Best wide receiver was... I mean, do you, what did you think about Drake? Was it Drake London who got picked? Yeah. The first I mean, wide receiver it was, off the board? It just depended on whose board you were looking at. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, mock drafts, you know, there it's like all these positions. You know, it's like, well, yeah. Sauce Gardner is better than... No, he's number two. Mm-hmm. I mean... He, they got a player that's going to immediately start. We'll just put it that way. True. And, and I mean, with again, with the Jets being the Jets, you want these guys to start immediately when you draft them. Yeah. And who was it? The uh, It was the NFC North. Um, it was the Lions. They got the other. Olave? Yeah. Is that the cornerback? The, oh, quarterback. Corner. Corner. No, it's not that's Olave. That's the number one. It was like him and Sauce Gardner. And they. Um, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I. But anyway, who cares? the <laughs> The point is, is that 
they get Garrett Wilson. So now this is like so far, all the Jets have done so far is like make good picks. So this is like an A. But mm-hmm. what makes this an A plus is the fact that Jermaine Johnson the second. I was talking to you about this last before episode. last episode. Yeah. I said this guy is really good. He's going to be really good in the NFL, and he should be picked in the top 10, but he won't be. He because like every Florida State player, for whatever reason, they fall back. And they've been doing that for a while, whether it's the, the running back uh, <clears throat> that got taken to the Rams, uh, Cam Akers, yeah, yeah. or you're talking about Jalen Ramsey. You know, people think Jalen Ramsey was picked like one, two, three, four. Dude was picked like 20-something. Mm-hmm. And then... Jermaine Johnson, like these guys are totally worthy of top 10 pick. And actually the very last mock draft that came out had all of them had Jermaine Johnson going in, you know, in the top 10. The Jets find themselves with the the 25th pick is going and they don't take Jermaine Johnson. The Jets are like, I can't look at this anymore. I'm going back (laughs) in and I'm stealing. This is like theft. Yeah. I'm going back into the first round at 26 and taking the best football player on the draft board, and they leave round one with three guys that could no shit one day be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say, like, will be in the Hall of Fame, but that's a huge ask, and they're on the Jets. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to calm down here. But <laughs> this is like, wow. It's crazy. It's crazy because I normally don't really think of the Jets. Like, the Jets are just meh. You know what I mean? Like, this made the Jets all of a sudden an exciting football team to watch. Like, I want to see how these players do. I want to watch Sauce Garner lined up against teams number one, and I want to see Jermaine Johnson get after it the same way the the guy that went to Dallas, Mike Parsons. Michael Parsons, yeah. Like, I see the same kind of instincts in him. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Jets could all of a sudden be a fun team to watch, and they kind of have to because, guess what? The Dolphins got better. The Bills are probably the best team in the NFL. And the Patriots went to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's not by any means a weak division. It's an improving division of already good teams. Mm -hmm. So if you're the Jets, you needed this so bad to even be relevant. And And they never never draft this good. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I always see Jets fans at the draft, like, more than anyone. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it used to be in New York every year. It was in New York, yeah. And that's that's actually what I know Jets fans for, kind of, is being at the draft. (laughs) And just, like, being like, pissed off about whoever that they pick Fuck! Oh. <laughs> i feel like every every new york team no matter what sport they're always pissed off at who they pick but yeah man i mean not this year not this year round yeah. one was amazing by them and the fact like you said that they they got jermaine johnson the second got to 26 they they hit so many holes that they had with a cornerback, a wide receiver, and defensive end. Again, Zach Wilson loves the fact that they got Garrett Wilson at 10. Wilson to Wilson. It. Wilson to Wilson. That's going to be a fucking meme. Yeah. It's going to be a connect. It's going to be the best thing the Jets have had for a really long time. And, and more importantly, the Jets need to know, is Zach Wilson our future quarterback? The only way to know that is to surround him with weapons and see how he does. Yeah. So yeah. now, let's play ball. <clears throat> If yeah. you're Zach Wilson, it's time to lace up your cleats and make some, you know, make some throws happen. Because if you're not it by the end of this year, you will not be a Jet next year. Yeah. Because this team is becoming talented. They got a running back in last year's draft. Like this team is becoming like a a good football team. It's just like we're so, you know, like when you're so used to losing, <laughs> you don't expect success. Yeah. 
But that 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 uh, that kind of tail is going away now because the Jets have such a good team that we're like, dude. If any, like, imagine Tom Brady on this roster. Oh my god, dude. He would, would he would carve up defenses. Yeah. He would kill them. And. You know, the only reason we're like, yeah, it's Jets is just because we're so used to it. We have to, like, remove ourselves from that emotion and look at this objectively. So uh, then a question, right? A question. They got these guys, right? They even got Brees Hall at running back, uh, tight end with Jeremy Ruckert in the second and third rounds. And then they got on offensive tackle Max Mitchell, defensive end Michael Clemens uh, in the fourth round. With Zach Wilson being, you know, you know, He's about to go into his second year in the NFL. With these weapons and what with what he's already shown, are you giving him two more years? Are you giving him three years? What are, what are you giving him exactly to be successful? Because they got they they had a great draft, yeah. and they've already got some okay weapons for him. So they'll know by the end of this year. You think by the end of this year? You think they're yeah. going to give him the Tua treatment like they did in Miami? Well, it's not it's not so much like. Honestly, like we've talked about quarterbacks not getting a fair shot. Yeah, consistently. And, and, and it's a thing. Like yeah. people come in and they're like, oh, God forbid the guy was a project and he took two years to get good. Like, mm-hmm, get, mm-hmm. give me a break. But on the flip side of that coin, you have to realize that there is a time where you're like, I've seen all I need to see. There was a wide open receiver and he's not seeing him and it's not, yeah. he's not even progressing through the weeks. If. The Jets were to stick with uh, Wilson past this year. It would have to be that he was improving. And if we're even having this conversation, that means he probably did pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say the last five weeks he went 4-1 and one and okay. kind of ended the season with a lot of hope. And that that's kind of a scenario I can see playing out where they give him another year. Um, and plus they picked him so high, so usually you're a little more invested into those guys. So... If it were me, you know, I would probably give him this season and maybe one more. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a contingency plan in that following up year and bench his ass week three <laughs> if he's not doing good. But um, I think when you're looking at it just as a fan, and I, I imagine if a fan can do it, then the people getting paid to, you know, prospect these guys, <laughs> they can tell. They can yeah. tell if it's your guy. Patrick yep. Mahomes came in and we knew, you know. Um, yep. Russell Wilson came in in the preseason. We knew. Dak Prescott came in. We knew. So like, that's fair. That's there fair. is a uh, there. I think it's more likely that we know right away than somebody becomes better down the road. And that's sad because it's not fair for the people that are getting better that don't get a shot. But it, you know, it's the and NFL. that's the league. That's that's the yeah. league that it is now. Yeah. We talked about it. You your quarterback has to be good. In less than three, uh, sometimes even two years. In less than two years, and how you're talking about Zach Wilson, he has to show improvement in the second year. And that's just kind of the reality of it now because Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, guys like that have, sh- have shown that they come in, are immediately successful, and can take a team to the playoffs easily. Yeah, so people are, that's the standard. Yeah, you know? and, and talking about a quarterback who took their team to the playoffs is rookie year, we are going to move on to our loser of the draft, which is the New England Patriots. They were kind of all over the place with their picks. They they got Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky, quarterback, in round four. 
Uh, their their first rounder was an a guard out of Tennessee. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, like, that's like all you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> they took a quarterback from Western Kentucky to back up Mac Jones. <laughs> so what are they doing? No. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like like what what happened here uh, with 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 the Patriots? What do you think happened here? Okay. So just being completely honest, mm. and we, you know, we've said it a million times, like, mm. we don't study college football players. Yeah. So when, you, when you're when you a big NFL fan, a lot of the stuff that you trust or that you hear about college, you just trust what you're hearing. And yeah, there's experts, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So like sometimes hearing like no news and wondering like if the Patriots even drafted or <laughs> participated this year. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like a... It's kind of a weird move. Yeah, it's like it kind of... We're inclined to think they did really bad because nobody's talking about anybody that the Patriots picked. Not even one player. Like, so, no. I mean, everyone's no. got like one guy that you're like, you know, Packers got some Georgia guys. Like, we, I literally had to like dig, you know, on the internet. I'm like, who did the Patriots even pick? Mm-hmm. And when I do, I find that they gave him a D and mm-hmm. they got an offensive guard. And I was, okay, sure. And then... Um, a wide receiver, but from what I saw, like this was not even like one of the top receivers on the board. They did one of those things the Cowboys do. The Cowboys do this. Like the Cowboys will like stick to their uh, what do you call it? Their draft, yeah. their draft board, yeah. their board. Yeah. The 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 Cowboys will stick to their board so hard <clears throat> that there'll be a player that wasn't supposed to be available when they're picking. And they'll still pick their guy, and they look so dumb because they'll they'll be like, "Well, he's not going to be available. He won't be available. So we'll get the third best receiver." And the Cowboys are on the clock, and then all three of those receivers are available, and they pick the third. You know, they pick the guy one. who's not, at and they're the all ha- high fiving in the video, and the fans are like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" That was like when the Bears picked Mitch Trubisky. God, they were high fiving, and I'm just like. What? What about that guy? <laughs> what about fucking Mahomes or Watson or him or like it's ridiculous, but it's questionable, man. And like you said, with Belichick still there, you would expect for one player to be to stick out, at least one. Like you said, every team, every single year for the draft has at least one player that's like immediate impact, immediate starter. I, I don't know. I, I don't see maybe Pierre Strong, the running back. I don't know. Like like they they have to give running backs a chance because like we said running backs are a dime a dozen, but maybe Cole Strange the guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga, yeah. I, and like you said, Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver in round two at, at pick fifty when there was plenty of other wide receivers to pick. Yeah, he didn't even make the top one hundred and fifty in <laughs> DJ's top board. Um, Unless this and, is like one of those guys Belichick looked at and was like. That's my guy. Well, Belichick also trolls everybody. I, I mean, mean, that's, that's true. Here is like, yeah, that's true. I'm going to get these guys that you think are mediocre, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make them great. It's like whatever. Sometimes you don't have to be such a boring dude. Like <laughs> it's okay to pick the best guy. Like, how about make Mac Jones the other Tom Brady before getting these guys and thinking Tom, that you can turn these guys? Bill Belichick's the kind of guy to not watch a movie just because everyone's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Titanic never saw it. <laughs> And I won't. <laughs> and I won't. Why? It's a great movie. So <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio won a Grammy. No, <laughs> a Grammy. <laughs> he had a great singing. Uh, he had a great song in that one. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, that's that's a loser. And 
And what? Oscar. Oscar, my yeah, bad. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, great song. What is he talking about? He's retarded. <laughs> Kyle is an idiot. Um, so that, there you go. You know, winners and losers. And then we talked about Bears and Broncos. Um, let us know. You know, hit us up on the Instagram on Crackwood Media what you guys thought. How'd about your team do? How'd your team do? You know, what, what sort of grade you wanted to give your team. But, okay. Let's move on to another kind of draft uh, topic Steelers picking Kenny Pickett with the number 20 overall pick. Uh, Tomlin expects fierce quarterback competition between Trubisky, Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. I think he just threw Rudolph in there just to get, you know, to make him feel good. But it's 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 between Pickett and True and Trubisky. It, yeah. You know, change my mind. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> change my mind. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> so who do you think? Like they just paid Trubisky, I think they gave him two years and like twenty million or something like that. Well, I could change your mind now that I'm trying to be devil's advocate here. But uh, I think about you? it before Kenny Pickett was drafted. Yeah, if he would have said that Trubisky is going to battle with Kyle Rudolph, it would have been believable. Okay. I mean, look, do I think that he's going to be the starter? Absolutely not. No, but no, not a from chance. a head coach's point of view, it's like. Yo, I'm going to bring in Trubisky, and he's going to battle with Kyle Rudolph. And then Kenny Pickett falls, and he's like, hey, you know what? Screw it. All three of these guys are going to battle. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's probably, like, you know, because we, there's somewhat, from fans, we kind of go off emotion and hype. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no way that they're just going to, like, not play Trubisky or, you know, the the Pittsburgh hometown kid. So, yeah, he's definitely, one of those two is going to start. If if Kyle Rudolph started, it would be shocking to everybody. Oh, my God. Probably even, you know, most of the staff on the Pittsburgh, you know, what? Yeah. I mean, even before, you know, Dwayne Haskins passed away, you know, rest in peace, I I would have never expected Mason Rudolph to be in the mix anyway. I, I think if yeah. Trubisky would have gone down during the season, had they not picked Pickett, it would have been Dwayne Haskins in there. Mason Rudolph has, has uh, let's see, 10 starts. Uh Producing 2,300 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions for a 5-4-1 record. He's trash. I, I mean, let's be honest Honestly, here, he's right? he's trash. Yeah. So, like, he's never – he's just a backup. He really he is. is. And there's nothing and wrong okay. with There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Let him make his money. But it just annoys me when they try to talk about them in the light that they're going to be a starter. It's yeah, like, or, who are you talking about? Or being competition for the starter. Yeah, like, it's like, the same thing that they're doing with Geno Smith in Seattle. Pete Carroll came out and was like – Oh, yeah, uh, Geno Smith's our starter going in, and then Drew Locke left to earn it. It's like, hey, dude, they're not children. Like, you can tell them, like, they, straight they'll up. work. Tell them straight up. They, yeah, they, but I think they think that they'll, like, these second stringers will work harder and then, like, you know, get the job, and they'll be like, oh, they'll work harder if they think they don't have the job. And exactly. It's like when the Navy tells it, or it's just – it's stupid it's because stupid. it's like reverse psychology, but that's not what you do to adults. You no. just tell them the way it is, let them know what's happening. And I just think that's another case of what's kind of happening here. But I love seeing colleges, hometown, and then all of a sudden a player gets drafted and they stay right where they're at. Actually, Hutchinson from uh, Detroit did the same thing, I think. Um, he Who? was... Uh, Detroit's pick. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson. He yeah, went yeah, to yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he got drafted in Detroit. And it's yep. just so cool. There's like a whole, like, you know, it's it's a hometown kid. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the uh, Michigan fans are also Lions fans. And a lot of the, you know, Pitt fans are also Steelers fans. So it's true, like they true. get to see their player just go to the next level and play for their team. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not bad to, like, see yeah. that. Because, 
the Bears drafted a, a center from uh, University of Illinois, so it's kind of cool to see that, that he's going to the Bears now. You know yeah. what I mean? Philip Lindsay was undrafted, and he went to University of Colorado. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and then the, the and He then went Broncos. to high school in Colorado, went to college in Colorado, and then go. went to the Denver Broncos undrafted. I, think I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, and I mean, that's fucking awesome because, like, again, I still think this is Trues, Trubisky's job to lose, um, even with Kenny Pickett being the hometown guy. Uh, yeah, I agree. Two years, fifteen million, you know, uh, almost up to twenty-seven million with incentives to Trubisky. I think what they're going to do is they're going to throw him in there. He's a veteran too. He's a veteran, right? But, At this point, he's but a veteran compared to Pickett, correct? Yeah, and and kind of like how the Bears did it with Justin Fields last year. They had they had Andy Dalton and they had Nick Foles ahead of Justin Fields. They drafted Justin Fields. Three, four games into the season, Andy Dalton went down. Yeah, sure, with an injury, but they didn't go with Foles. And that's exactly what Pittsburgh's going to do. When Trubisky is failing or if he gets hurt, they're 100% going to throw Pickett in there because Tomlin, like you've said before on so many episodes, he is a coach who can 100% turn this guy into a starter, maybe even make Trubisky a consistent quarterback um, and and do that with Kenny Pickett. And almost immediately, I think, I think he's going to, similar to Belichick, he's going to be like, this is the Steeler way. This is the Patriot way. This is the Steeler way. This is how you're going to play. And, I mean, if you suck, you suck, right? Like, that's what you did with Rudolph. Yeah. I mean, you're going to throw in a fucking old-ass Ben Roethlisberger instead of a Mason Rudolph out there? You know what I mean? Like, sure, I think- he 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 he, he uh, earned it, Rud- uh, Roethlisberger. But, you know, Mason yeah. Rudolph just sucks. So Roethlisberger also might be... Like, there are certain things that, like, veteran leadership brings to the table mm-hmm. that none of these other guys could do. Like, a Ben Roethlisberger compared to, like, a Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. It's, like, talent-wise and athletics, uh, athleticism and stuff like that, you'd be like, oh, Trubisky all the way. Yeah. And maybe even at this point, arm strength. And, you know, mm-hmm. but we'll see if Trubisky can lead them to a winning season because Ben Roethlisberger did. And sometimes yeah. the way we watch it, it's like... Just because, you know, the, the, the movie's not sexy, we're like, no, oh, Ben Roethlisberger's washed up. But then they bring in somebody else <laughs> who are like, damn, that guy was good. Because remember when uh, Tom Brady left and Cam Newton came in? Yeah. We were like, oh, dude, Belichick's the GOAT. It's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. And they won like four games that season. Mm-hmm. With Cam Newton, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to find out really quick how important uh, Roethlisberger Tomlin's success, you know, and Roethlisberger's success, and you know the, that whole quarterback head coach dynamic that Belichick and Brady went through is about to happen in Pittsburgh, and this is the first year, yeah. so that's why we're talking about it so much. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see that. Um, I think personally, Tomlin is a great coach, and if they start to fail, mm-hmm. I think that they they'll pull the rug on whoever's out there. Because yeah, Tomlin's absolutely. just not, you know, he's not going to go with that. Um, I think even Roethlisberger's been benched. Even Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. like, I think he had a couple bad games. And he's been benched. Like, Tomlin's Tomlin doesn't fuck do around. That. Yeah. He does not fuck around, man. and that's He's there to win. Exactly. And he's there to win. And he's proven that he hasn't had a losing season since, since yeah. he started. Um, it's funny you talk about Cam Newton. It's, remember when, when the Patriots got him and everybody, like all the NFL honest, were like, 31 teams passed on Cam Newton, and he is this fucking former MVP, and then he just downhill, fell yeah. off a fucking cliff, had had maybe two good games with the Patriots. 31 teams passed That's on it. him. Wasn't he the first overall pick? 
I want to say he was. You mean like 31 teams didn't want him in, as in, their quarterback? In, the, in free agency. Yeah. Oh, okay. When okay. he became a free agent. I yeah, think yeah. he took a year off or something like that. And then it was like, oh, Cam Newton's a free agent. Yeah, it was weird. He like just, I think he got injured. And then I mean, he, he the said Panthers all, had a bad season and drafted. He had talked so much shit um, about wanting to get paid and, you know, him being like, uh, black quarterbacks won't get paid, this and that. And I agreed with him, right? Like, But, you know, he just hasn't shown to you know, to show his Sean Watson's like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, Watch this real quick. This guy is the reason Cam Newton never was what he was. I'm not Old kidding. Oh, Vonnie Miller? Yeah, I mean... You can look at the tape. I mean, you go, you go fifteen and Where's one. Where's the tape? Where's the tape? Oh, that whole season. There's a documentary <laughs> on it. That they they call that game Super Bowl Fifty the turning point in Cam Newton's career. Like, I mean, it was. was the same it was again. absolutely because players you, have that. So yeah, you can take the confidence out of the player. And that's exactly what happened. That moment that he fumbled the ball, that second strip sack from Von yeah, Miller, yeah. and he saw the ball and didn't <clears throat> jump on it. Yeah, that was almost like. His facial expressions through his helmet and that moment that he decided I'm not going to dive in on that football, I feel like that would be like the face of the documentary of the turning point of Cam Newton's career. <laughs> That's like, interesting. Yeah. That is, that is really interesting. Um, but yeah, but it, the Patriots didn't do a good job on the draft. Or uh, we're past that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just beating the Patriots up right now. I'm like, <laughs> fuck the Patriots. No matter what we're talking about, that's what I mean, it's going to circle back to. <laughs> Tom Brady's no longer on the Patriots, so fuck the Patriots. Um, but no, you know, we'll see what happens with the Steelers quarterback competition. Again, I still think it's Mitch Trubisky's job to lose, really, at this point. Um, You're cheering for him, too. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, he had a bad rep with Matt Nagy on the Bears. Um but he also had the pressure of being the fucking third overall pick or something like that in the 2017 draft or second, something like that. So, I don't know. Like, he had all that pressure. Did Definitely did not perform. Um, but North he had that Carolina, pressure. right? What's that? North Carolina. Yeah, UNC? North Carolina, yeah. UNC. I remember that year. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens again. Mitch Trubisky's job to lose. I think Kenny Pickett's the, the number two and Mason Rudolph's going to be a backup the rest of his career. Is what it is. Whatever. So, another... Another interesting pick um, was the Titans' uh, pick of Malik Willis. And what makes it interesting is not necessarily the pick because, let's be real, Ryan Tannehill is not going to be how he has been the last two seasons, right? He had a resurgence in his career and good for him. But what was interesting was, you know, when he when he had a, like, a press conference, they had traded A.J. Brown. Um and they asked, like, will you be a mentor to Malik Willis? And Tannehill's fucking, basically his, like, his um, response was, like, we're competing against each other. We're watching the same tape, doing the same drills. I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. What a dick move. But also, he just had a resurgence in his career. So he's like, why should I mentor this guy? Again, we're in competition. Um, I'm doing, I've, I've taken the Titans to the playoffs two years in a row now, right? I believe it's two seasons in a yeah. row. Um, we have a great running back. And they didn't have Derrick Henry for their last game. Exactly. Exactly. So why should I be AFC mentoring this guy? Yeah. If I'm consistently going to the playoffs, you know, like again, I don't know if I necessarily agree with what he said because he still no. should mentor him. I think he should still mentor no, the young quarterback. He kind of is a dick and now, <laughs> and honestly, he kind of looks like an asshole. Um, yeah, because this is like... Honestly, this isn't even clever or creative. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the same exact 
thing that Brett Favre said. And I, I don't, Rogers, I, yeah, yes. and I don't yes. believe that Brian Tannehill doesn't know that story. So yeah. to me, it oh, just no. comes off as like he had, you know, he might have looked up to Brett Favre in some kind of way, and he's literally just like copying the same. Kind of looks like Brett Favre. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> copying the same exact thing. Like it's not my job to mentor him, but it's like, dude, people still look back on that comment mm-hmm. and Brett Favre. And if like, uh, what was it when Brett Favre was getting inducted into the Player Hall of Fame or whatever yeah. it was? Every yeah. time Brett Favre came back to Lambeau. Uh, for anything, and Aaron Rodgers was there, it was like there would have to be this conversation about these two players and, and their relationship, and, and, and was Brett Favre mad at him? And it's like, why? Like, why couldn't that have been a really peaceful, you know, situation? Transition. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, man, it's not, like, this is this is me. This is Kyle Getzman. If, if I was going to, if I was Ryan Tannehill, I would say, look, like, this is my job, this is my team. I have no problem with you know whoever the uh, the upper people have faith in whoever want they want to pick you know is going to be a Tennessee Titan. Yep. And you know I I hope that he does good. I'm gonna you know help him equip him with everything that I know. But this is my job. And that's... you don't have to go out of your way. Like it can be the way I just said it was I said the same thing. Yeah. Like I said like yeah. this is my job. Back off. <laughs> you know I took the team to the Titan. But when you but go out of your way. way yeah, when you go out of your way to yep. say, but it's not my job to mentor him. It's like, yep. it's it's like sometimes you can un you can leave things unsaid, and we can all still understand the same thing. Yeah, and you didn't say it, which makes you in turn look like a piece of shit. Yeah, not only to fans of the NFL, but to your own teammates. Now. Yeah, it's like okay, well, if this if Malik Willis is supposed to be the future, and you're still doing your thing, why not mentor him to be like, hey. I was a guy who went to, I think, Miami, right? He was drafted by Miami, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't succeed there. Yeah. Came to Tennessee and have succeeded. I've been to the playoffs twice. I'm a winning quarterback. Uh, that's a, I, I feel like that's a great thing to say to a rookie quarterback. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, just because you don't succeed in the first two years and you are labeled a bust, you are labeled a backup, you are labeled whatever, you can still come up from that, be a successful quarterback. You know, like that's mentorship yeah it's not necessarily being like oh hey this is how you win games and this is how you're supposed to take my job it's like hey dude this, like take me for example and do this or 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 maybe don't listen to the noise things like that like like you said he de- definitely did not have to say it's not my job to mentor him but he could have been like it's not- i'm still competing i'm still winning games and you know it is what it is from here. I'm just glad. I'm just glad to have Malik to. I don't know as my backup or something like that. Yeah. Like you said, basically. And that unfortunately, like the the people that make like dickhead comments like that, they get remembered forever. Mm-hmm. Like like it doesn't matter what it is. It'll be a. They'll be standing on the sideline next to him, and Tony Romo will be commenting and be like, oh, "Don't forget that he said that he's not here to mentor him." <laughs> and you can see, you know, like this is like yeah. people don't let this stuff go. And unfortunately, the people that handle it the right way, it doesn't make the news because it's not yep. a sexy story. But mm-hmm. guess what? There are people that have class that handle this stuff perfectly. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. That's how you handle that situation. Yeah. Alex Smith had ball left in him, so he went to play with the Redskins. Patrick Mahomes was obviously playing at a higher level than him. But Commanders. if you ask Patrick Mahomes, like a lot of his success... He says that he learned so much from Alex Smith in his first year. And now when Alex Smith 
who is now retired, and he's retired like a hero because of the way that he went out and the fact that he, he almost even, lost his fucking leg. Yeah, and the fact that he snapped the ball again, he almost died. Yeah. So like he <laughs> went out as a hero. Remember when they tackled him? Everybody was like, "Ooh." Yeah. <laughs> So the dude goes out as a hero, and now he sits on his, you know, his lazy boy on Sundays. And when he sees Patrick Mahomes, you know, he can feel like a little piece of him is in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just leadership 101. Like, it's yeah. not about, like, your legacy, me, me, me. It's about your legacy living on through the people that are underneath you. Yeah. And if you're not willing to, like, buy into that, then, like, I don't even want you on my team. You know what I mean? You should always be looking at life that way, no matter what you're doing. Like, be humble enough to turn around and help the next person in line. Don't be so, you know, freaking cocky about it that, you know, you, you make comments like that. So I didn't like that at all. The, the All sports are talking about it, and especially the ex-players, because, you know, a lot of the people on ESPN are, like, ex-players mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. All the ex-players hate that. They I all mean, hate it. They're like, uh, as a... Because, you know, we're getting older, and the older we get, the more we call the people drafted, like, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, when i was a kid they were adults which is weird i don't know when that changed yeah, i'm but, 30 I'm, I'm allowed to call these guys yeah. kids now <laughs> so but like, this kid's a good kid yeah so you like get to that age and you're like dude i feel bad for this kid you know he's mm-hmm. what is he probably like 20 years old and yeah 2021 he's like going to you know this new environment and he gets there and the first thing he hears is the quarterback doesn't like him. Like, what are you, a bully in high school? Like, and, what are you doing? And that's the thing. And I feel like Ryan Tannehill is like uh, that kind of guy that's like, oh, well, I didn't mean to, be, mean to be a dick. It's like, no, dude, you absolutely meant to be a dick, whether you did it on purpose or not. Like, did, you absolutely did he come meant- out and say that he was well, sorry? He, well, he also said he's like, I texted him. I texted Malik Willis uh, when we drafted him. Um, uh, he wasn't informed of it beforehand, but it's the same thing with A.J. Brown. Um, the team is going to do what's best. Um, I have no problems with Malik. That's already a bad thing to start off with. I have no problems with Malik. Well, now it looks like you have problems. Um, <laughs> but, and then again, I don't have to mentor him. It's not my job. Like, dude, like you really thought that was the correct thing to say as a guy, again, who the Titans took a chance on. You know, they went from Mariota, who they drafted, to you. And you came out on top, and they're like, you know what? We are going to invest in you. We're going to trade away Mariota. Um, or they just cut him or something like that. They didn't resign him. But, yes, you've proven yourself. But, again, have some, like, uh, have some like uh, humility. humility with yeah. that. Like, don't do, – you have gone through shit in your career, especially the very first five, six, seven years or whatever. Finally, don't be so proud. <laughs> yeah, don't be so proud. Like, absolutely have some pride in what you've done. But don't be so proud where you come out as a complete asshole. And don't think to a, that we to a all rookie. don't think the whole world doesn't know that without Derrick Henry, you're what? You know what I mean? Because Maybe Derrick Henry didn't play in that game and what you put up what? Like 13 points into the third quarter. It's like, come on, you're not you're not out there slinging the ball. Like you can't You're not the franchise player, man. Yeah, you're, you're not, not a not Patrick. It. You're not even a top 12 quarterback in the league. Yeah. So like you know, chill. You know, but but honestly, a lot of a lot of anger and insults come from personal insecurity. So that doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Because I mean, yeah, if Pat, if, yeah. I guarantee you, if the Chiefs would have taken any quarterback, Patrick Mahomes would have been like, okay, 
Yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm here on a $500 million deal. So I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I run this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hang out with him. I, he's coming over later. We're going to play Madden. Like, I don't know what he would have said. I mean, but... you didn't see Mac Jones say anything about the, 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 the Patriots bringing another quarterback. Yeah. He's like, no, I know that Belichick believes guy. in me. I'm the guy. I brought him to the playoffs last year. I, I mean, it's just a backup. That's Went all it is. to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, went to the Pro Bowl. So and did the 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 Dougie or something? What was it? <laughs> oh, the uh, no 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 the uh, not the Dougie the fucking the LSU thing the gritty the gritty the gritty <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he tried he definitely tried um, but yeah man it's just I I feel like this was a bad move on uh, Tannehill's part and he kind of looks like an asshole kind of looks like Brett Favre to be honest and he's just he's gonna regret this um, and just I feel like, like Brett Favre does just like Brett Favre does and I think. Um, 10 years from now when he is in an analyst on NFL Today or something, he's going to be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. And then Malik Willis is going to be taking the Titans to the fucking Super Bowl or something. Um, oh, this just then. Former Notre Dame receiver Chris Finke. Chris Finke. Claimed by Chicago Bears one hour ago. Really? Yeah. Nice. Chris Finke. I think he might be the son of... You said a wide receiver? Yeah, wide receiver from Notre Dame. Uh, Chris Finke hasn't had the best luck sticking with an NFL team. Uh, in 2021, he signed with the 49ers as an undrafted free agent. Nice, He had nice. a couple of stints with the Chiefs. Never really got a shot with them, though. And now he will be a Chicago Bear. All right. One hour ago, claimed off waivers. All right. I like it. I like it. More uh, Bring in some more wide receivers. What I really like about this guy is that he walked on to the Irish he did not get, uh, what do you call it? Scouted. He didn't get scouted. He didn't walk, get a four-year, what do you call it? When you get like scholarship. a four-year. He didn't get a scholarship. He walked onto the Irish and then played 47 games over four years, caught 106 passes, 1,251 yards, and eight touchdowns. Not this bad, This kind of got bad. this mentality. Kind of reminds me of um, Julian Edelman. Just like never really kind of picked. Yeah. And then ends up. And he's a white guy. And oh, I just saw that. And he might be a slot. Yeah. So you know these guys are going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> At least with Tom Brady. I like a, I like a good story. So one yeah, hour ago. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I mean, they needed to bring in wide receivers. Ryan Poles bring him in. That's good. So let's see what happens with him. Um, a, another uh, one more topic to go over. We had uh, kind of speculated on this. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but Tyran Matthew finally has a home. Yes. He has signed with the Saints on a three-year, $33 million deal, which I think is what you said when the Chiefs got rid of him and signed that uh, younger guy to the same deal. I think it was like three years, $30 million, Yeah, I want to say. So you said, I think he should get the same deal. Basically the same deal, a little bit more money. Um, and it's a homecoming for him. He's a New Orleans native, former LSU star. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. No, yeah. Um and I guess Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was trying to recruit Tyron Matthew. And Honey Badger has a home. What do you think of this move? I think you actually called it to the Saints. Yeah, I uh, I saw it. Um, honestly, I don't really know what took so long. And I thought it was kind of weird. Um, but the fact that it happened, I think it happened the day after the draft, right? Uh, uh, it sure should have, yeah. Timeline, but Pretty sure I heard about I think that. Probably what happened was there were teams. May 4th, 2022. So that was today. Oh, yeah, that was today. 
<laughs> that's probably when like the paperwork went through or whatever i know yeah, they were like two that, days yeah. ago it was like one of those things tyron matthew to the saints mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. the next day it'll be like tyron matthew signs something like yeah. that yeah but anyway um there's probably like a couple guys they had circled as you know for safety or defensive back on their draft board and they're like hey if we don't get this guy this guy or this guy we're gonna make a move for tyron matthew and that's probably why he didn't get picked until after the draft. Mm-hmm. So um, I still think he was good enough where you shouldn't have had to like wait for that. But obviously the Saints were probably high on yeah. some of these safeties. Um, and and like you said, and like you said, I feel like a lot of teams were waiting after the draft yeah. to make their decision. And that's kind of exactly what happened. It's been a few days after the draft already. And... The Saints went with Tyran Matthew, and it was kind of exactly what you said, man. Like, they they drafted who they drafted, and it's like, okay, now let's bring in this veteran uh, safety. And, yeah, man, again, hometown guy. And yeah. it just makes the Saints defense, I think, way better. See, he said he's been manifesting a Saints opportunity. So <laughs> I don't know if you believe in manifestation, but... Tyron Matthew does. <laughs> sure does. And he made it happen. He <laughs> he's fucking a, made he's it happen. He's a saint now. <laughs> he made it happen. Um, with this pick, what do you think? Do you think? Oh, I think it's great. I think. AFC South. It's still the Bucks division. Right? I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But as far as like, you remember when the, the Saints made that move earlier for all those draft picks? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when like the league was like, wait a minute. The Saints aren't even going to go into a rebuild. They're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna win. Like they're fighting against the grain. They're walking up the hill both ways, and they're like, you know, embracing it. Yeah. And they're not backing down. They want to stay relevant. They want to compete. And I think that's really cool. Um, if I were a Saints fan, I would be really happy. They picked up um, a receiver. They traded so much capital. I saw the way. <laughs> it, I saw the way that it was worded. Like, because, you know, sometimes you'll trade, like, a pick to this player, and then you'll send a player for a pick. Yeah. And then you'll trade those two picks to go up. Mm-hmm. And the way when you, like, wrote it out, it was, like, the Saints traded a third, a fourth, a first, a second, and then, like, a player <laughs> for one player. And I th- I was, like, I thought that was really funny. But it was a receiver who was supposedly, like, one of the best receivers in this draft. I'm going to pull mm. him up really quick. Um, but... Yeah, the Saints are in still like, hey, we're gonna compete. We're gonna do whatever it takes to compete right now. It was this guy, Olave. Oh, uh, Olave. Olave. Yeah. And he, I think he was Ohio State. Right? Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. So they got him to be with Michael Thomas. Now they bring Tyron Matthew. Um, they still got Alvin Kamara. We'll see if the league punishes for that whole stint outside oh, the yeah. Pro Bowl where he like almost killed a man. Again, another thing I completely forgot. Like, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, you know, Jameson Winston is going to true. You know, do his thing for a couple of years. I don't know. I, I the Saints are like one of those teams going into this year where they are like a little better than mediocre just because of the playmakers they have Mm -hmm. but with all the newness and the newness of their head coach sean payton stepping down i don't know they could be a lot better than i'm expecting or they could be worse than i'm expecting i really i'm i'm excited to see how the saints do this year and we didn't talk about it um but we did mention it when we were talking about Tannehill. with adrian brown being traded to the eagles 
given automatically like a four-year, $100 million deal. And I think he was, he was traded for a first-round pick. Tennessee Titans picked uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah. Um, what do you think about A.J. Brown going to the Eagles? Do you think that gives, like, uh, what's the quarterback another weapon? Do you think? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, four years, $100 million. That's I was watching that's some. I nothing was watching, to laugh at, you know? I was watching Jalen Hurts' highlights the other day, and I, I can totally see why they still believe in him. He... The guy, the guy is actually like pretty, pretty good at football. He kind of reminds me of Vince Young, when Vince Oof. Young was. Uh, I don't know if that's a good uh, comparison. <laughs> <laughs> when he was good. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. There was like well, it, I think it was his second year. He like was like ten and zero. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I think at first when I saw the move happen live on TV, I was like, wow, why'd they do that? And then they took that pick and got a receiver. Yeah, and then they did the comparison with what 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 was the receiver's name that they traded AJ Brown. Tra- but then and they then got they, the, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks to yep. the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. And then they put them next to each other, and they were like so close in comparison. But uh, Traylon Burks was faster. Okay. Than AJ Brown, and it reminded me exactly of what happened when we traded Demarius Thomas, or mm-hmm. uh, we traded uh, Brandon Marshall. Oh and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. got a pick, and then we got uh, Demarius Thomas, and they put him next to each other, and it's like, oh, it's like the same guy, yeah. same build, same yeah. everything, but Demarius Thomas was faster than Brandon yeah. Marshall, so, and he like, was. He ended up being yeah, a lot faster. And, and uh, this kind of reminds me of that same thing where they were like, hey, why don't we restart the clock? AJ Brown's gonna want some of, some of this money soon. <laughs> Let's reset the clock. Get a guy that might even be a little bit better. And what are we gonna lose? This pick and a third, you know, whatever it but- is. I mean, does that – because we were talking about um, – God, I forget what we were talking about last episode where we were like, do we really want to get rid of a – oh, Debo Samuel. Yeah. We were talking about him, and I was kind of saying, well, why not get off the draft capital? But you were saying, you're like, well, are these guys even going to be what Debo Samuel is for the for the Niners now? Yeah. So is this – do you still do you still kind of like agree with the trade being like you're giving up a, a, a very – Proven wide receiver for Traylon Burks, who is a rookie, a draft pick, completely maybe a bust, maybe a good receiver, maybe in the middle. So do you do you kind of like that, or does it depend? I, does it also depend on the player? Yes. Okay. So like, I totally understand your question because it almost sounds like I'm a hypocrite to a certain extent. But and I wasn't trying to call you. No, out. No, I was no, just no, kind of no, trying no, to. But say, you're right. But you're yeah. right. So let me further elaborate. So like, your players where you're like. Okay, so you got your wide receivers, so put them in categories. You got short slot guys, you got your medium Amari Coopers, and you got your big Demarius Thomas, like your big wide receivers, your Michael Thomases, your Stefan Diggs, like just yep. big guys that can go up wingspan, usually up to like 6'6", six, six, something like that, mm-hmm. the 50-50 ball guys. So when you're talking about those three, depending on what it is, <clears throat> they can all be replaced with just body type, size, and structure. Yeah, You can be like plug and play. As okay. long as they're, you know, proven, like, you know, they got film yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When you have special players, now I'm talking Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, players that are just different and you're not really sure, like, how to categorize them, those are the guys that I think you can't replace in the draft. Okay. Because we get all kinds of guys that have 4-2 speed and don't turn into Tyreek Hill. Why? They were just as fast. Well, yeah. they're just not him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like Tyreek Hill's the fastest receiver in the NFL, but... He's not even the fastest receiver in the NFL right now with 40-yard dash t- speed. Uh, true, true. Uh, Ross is for the Bengals. John Ross. 
Okay. He's got like a he ran four two two. So but he's not Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So like there's just players that are whatever they're Because I haven't heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's yeah, good. Okay. But he's just not Tyreek Hill. He's not Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And um so you you have like players that just for whatever reason they like instinctively feel the game at a different level mm-hmm. and that causes separation. And that's not really replaceable. So I still think Debo Samuel fits kind of the script that he's not replaceable with another fast guy. Um, but when you're talking about like the AJ Brown plug and play stuff or mm-hmm. like Amari Cooper, like these type of guys that are like sure hands, great route running, six two, four four, you know, yeah. played in the yeah. SEC. Yeah. It's like plug him in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll mm-hmm. he'll be fine. That's a that's a good point you make because, like, the SEC and, like, we mentioned before, college is making these guys ready to play in the NFL like that. Yeah, because they're playing against other NFL stars. Exactly, 100%. Especially the SEC. Especially the SEC. And, again, like, the, some of these guys are not going to really make it, Make it, I guess, you know, as, like, an A.J. Brown, as a Debo, as a Tyreek. But they have a far greater chance than anyone in like the Mac in the ACC and in, in the big 10. Yeah. They got way better chances just because like you said, these guys are playing against future NFL players. Like they're playing against each other and they're going to play against each other in the NFL right. or with each other. So I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that because I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like Adrian Brown is not Debo. And the fact that they could trade that guy and bring in a Traylon Burks and be and justify that. I'm like, okay, because he's a different player, because he's not Debo, and we were just talking about this last week. So I yeah. just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah, and also the uh you know, we put such a like, hey, if you don't become a Hall of Famer, you're a bust. That's like a fan mentality. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these players come in and make a difference and then you'll watch again like on YouTube I can watch Bronco games from two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. And it'll say like the full game. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. I remember him. Yeah. He was yeah. good. You know, I mean, he, was, <laughs> he was good that season. He was good. Yeah, he, he was good for us. He it's caught like, a few touchdowns. Yeah. Right? It's like there's there's guys like that all the time. And we, you know, we when a guy gets drafted, it's like if you don't become a Hall of Famer, you were a bust. It, Reggie Bush was the same way, you know. And yeah. the thing is, is all these players you can plug and play and they will make an impact. But if you're asking yourself that other question, like, will they become Hall of Famers? It's like, probably not. I mean, yeah. not many do. It's like, no. what, probably, like, less than 1% of, you know, there's only 32 teams. There's only 56 guys <clears throat> on every team. There's not that many people that make, you know, the Hall of Fame. I mean. But Reggie <laughs> Bush was good. Reggie and Bush was good. people still consider him a bust because of how good he was in college. Exactly. So, and, like, I mean, A.J. Brown, I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But right now he's I pretty. He's pretty good. Yeah, but he should start on a team. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And for the time he's good, he's going to be good. And he's, you know, he could go to the playoffs. He could, he could. I mean, he's gone to the playoffs with the Tennessee Titans. So, in my opinion, he's good. So, yeah, I like the move from the Eagles' point too, though. Like, Me, yeah, I, we're always so quick to be like, who won, who lost, and, and this is one of those cases. I'm like, nobody lost. This is. I don't think anybody lost. It was a fair a trade. Yeah. Really, when you think of who the Titans got. In the in the uh, draft, so all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode from the Only Football Studio. We're gonna keep working. You know, we we finally got it here. We we're finally me and Kyle are face to face instead of 
computer screen to computer screen. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Our first episode from the Only Football Studio. We're going to try to get you a live stream or more or on YouTube, an episode the episode on YouTube. Uh, we got our Bears flags here. We got our our Broncos. Like we got <laughs> just all sorts of, all sorts of cool shit, really. So we hope to bring you. Uh, a lot more great content from the studio and then hopefully live streams in the future of games. And yeah, if you guys want to follow us, go to crackwindmedia.com. You can check out our podcast there. You can check out the blogs there. We're hoping to get some only football blogs up soon. And as well as on Instagram at crackwindmedia, we're going to be putting up clips. We're going to be putting up uh, just posts, funny videos, quizzes, funny videos, all sorts of cool shit. So check that out. And rate us, like us, share us on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you're listening on, rate us and share us. Please, no, if you fuck enjoy. the rate us. Go Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> no, not rate us. Um, but yeah, go go do all that if you guys are enjoying the content. And we just enjoy bringing you the content. We're having a lot of fun doing this. And with the studio now, it's going to be even better. Yeah, you know, it's dope. I'm it, already loving this. Yeah, I'm yeah. so happy. I'm sad it's ending. I'm yeah. like, oh, we're done? You're like, can we go another hour and a half? <laughs> you want to turn the, the recording off and we'll just keep talking? We'll just keep talking, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go follow us there. And then you can follow me on Twitter at and now Rick, and then you could follow Kyle on Twitter. He made his first tweet. I did. It was a retweet. It was a retweet. So I, apparently, it doesn't count. It doesn't count yet. He has to. He has to put words Why? from his own brain out into the internet. God. There's <laughs> um, nothing in there. <laughs> at, at football only, right? FTBL. FTBL only. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, but other than that, Kyle, I mean, you got anything else, dude? No, just can't wait to go live on the uh, video podcast so you guys can see this dope setup we got. But until then, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this video, and we will see you. We're, you told them already we're going to start shooting Tuesdays, right? No, we're, we're, we're shooting Wednesdays. Wednesdays. And they're going to be coming out Thursday mornings, as well as Big League Chicago is going to be coming out Wednesday mornings, just in case you guys haven't heard. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Thursday morning is going to be the new day. Only football is coming out, so... Mark your calendars, get those notifications up, subscribe, and again, like I said, rate us and share us, all sorts of stuff. Look forward to that Thursday morning shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got some content. Thursday morning shit. I love it. Um, but yeah, man, Kyle, always a pleasure. Yep, same here. Hey.